Welcome to Raising the Bar. I am Ashley Vargas, and I help lifters feel more confident adding weight to their barbell. Hello, lifters, and welcome to episode number 20 of Raising the Bar. In today's episode, we are going to talk about how you should be setting your goals for your upcoming powerlifting meet. There's a couple different factors that you want to consider when you are determining what your goal for your upcoming powerlifting meet is going to be. And one of the biggest factors is going to be where are you um, in your powerlifting career? Are you brand new to powerlifting? Is this your very first meet? Are you Have you done a couple? You have a few under your belt. You kind of know what's going on and you're more in the intermediate range or are you competing at the national and pro level? Um, and you know those goals are going to look very different depending on where you are within your career. So let's start by talking about my new lifters. So if you are, you're brand new to powerlifting, you haven't competed before, you finally decided that you want to test the waters and see, um, one, if this is something that you're interested in pursuing, um, like continuously pursuing, or if maybe competing is not right for you, um, either direction, that's fine. That doesn't mean that you still can't train like a powerlifter. You know, some people are, you know, a little bit more competitive and love the pressure of the competitions in order to help them progress in the gym. Some people that that doesn't work, that environment is not for them and either option is totally okay. But when you go into your very first powerlifting meet, you should not have any other goal other than to gain experience. Okay. You do not need to worry about placing first. You don't need to worry about what your total is going to be. You don't need to worry about what other lifters in your weight classes totals are going to be, what they're lifting. Like that, that's not the point of the first competition. The first competition is your goal should be one to see if you like it two gain the experience. And three, if you do like it, apply that experience that you learned to your subsequential meets. Before your first competition, I would highly suggest going to one, if not a couple powerlifting meets and just observing. And better yet, if you can bring someone with you who has experience as a competitive powerlifter and knows the, the structure and the flow of how a powerlifting meet is run, bring them with you so they can kind of explain the process to you. There are There's so much that goes on during a powerlifting meet and things move very, very quickly. And if you don't have someone there to explain it to you, then it's kind of hard to follow what's going on. Um, and especially like going into it as a competitor without having that exposure, you, you're really going to be lost. Honestly, you won't understand the flights. You won't know when you're up. You won't know how to tell if the, the platform is ready for you. Um, you know, you won't understand that there's only 60 seconds to put in your next attempt. And, you know, there's, there's so many different like small things that you need to, well, I say small things, but they, they actually make a really big difference in the, your success at a meet. But if you don't understand those things, you're, you're really going to set yourself up for failure. So it's really important to go and have that experience as an observer. And again, preferably with someone there to like explain that process to you. So I had said the goal of the very first powerlifting meet is really just to gain the experience and the exposure to the meet. However, that doesn't mean that we can't set lifting goals for ourselves as a brand new lifter either. I wouldn't necessarily worry so much about the actual weight that you're lifting, um, especially in comparison to other lifters that may be at that meet. However, I would set a goal of going nine for nine. So what, what does nine for nine mean? We have three power lifts. You have to squat, the bench, and the deadlift. For all three lifts, you get three attempts, at which it, so in total, you're going to be lifting a total of nine times at a powerlifting meet. Going nine for nine means that you get white-lighted and you have good lifts for all nine of your attempts. It's 
actually quite rare for lifters to get that. There's usually something that you'll get red lighted on. Um, so just going in there and get going nine for nine, that's a really good goal because that means that you are lifting with really good technique. You're hitting the requirements of all of the lifts. You're listening for the commands. You're understanding the commands. And it, it puts you in a really good spot because in your first meet, there wasn't any failure. Right. So it's going to like start you off on a high. That doesn't mean that, you know, your subsequential meets, you won't have any, uh, you know, red lighted list that's unrealistic at some point you will, but that's a really good attempt for, or the, a really good goal for your first meet. So once you have a few meets under your belt, you know, what's going on. You've had some experience, you've made some mistakes, you've learned your lessons, you have, um, you know, probably hired a coach at this point, I would assume, and you've really been honing in on the craft of powerlifting and the sport of powerlifting. And you are now at the, we'll, we'll call it the intermediate level. Okay. So when you get to the intermediate level, this is where you have to be very strategic with your goals and very strategic with the game plan that you design in order to achieve them. So it's not just as simple as, oh, I just want to, you know, have fun at a meet or I just want to go nine for nine. That those can obviously those can still be goals. However, if you really want to get yourself up to, you know, that advanced or elite level, we, we have to have a little bit more strategy than that. So let's talk about some goals for intermediate powerlifters. The most common one, which does take the most strategy in order to achieve, is to win your weight class. And it seems like that would be pretty straightforward, like just lift more weight than everybody else. And in theory, yes, but also no. Um, so you don't necessarily have to lift more in terms of pounds or kilos than your competitors do. However, when they plug in the coefficient to calculate body weight to total weight lifted, that score needs to be higher than everyone else within the weight class. So you're not necessarily looking at how much they're actually lifting, but you need to be keeping an eye on what their actual score is. Okay. So you don't know what everyone is going to be lifting until you get there. Right. So that doesn't mean that you can't do your due diligence and do some homework and a little bit of digging to kind of get an idea of what your competitors are going to be lifting. Right. So in this lovely age of social media, there's hardly anything that's private anymore. Um, and so like the, the easiest way to do this is really to find the people that you're going to be lifting with because the, the roster gets posted. So you're going to know this in advance. Find the people that are in your weight class, look them up on social media. I'm sure they're posting their list that they're competitive powerlifters. They're probably posting like recaps from their last meet, which lists all of their totals. So you can get an idea of what your competitors are lifting just through social media. Um, you can also check like lifting records if you know that they've competed before um, to see what their totals were at their last meet. So there is a way to kind of plan for the unknown. However, just because they lifted that at their last meet, they're probably going to want to improve on that, right? And probably going to be lifting more, but at least it kind of gives you a jumping off point. Now that you have an idea of what your competition is going to be lifting, now we need to plan for our attempts. I would suggest keeping your opening attempts on the conservative side, especially if you know that you're really going to have to push that third attempt in order to achieve your goal of winning your weight class, um, especially depending on what your, your competition is going to be lifting. So um, I would keep that first attempt pretty conservative. Um, and then once you go through those first attempts and you see, you can see where ev everyone else is falling as far as their second, you can kind of guess and gauge where that third attempt is going to be for the competition. 
Now, I would suggest planning out all three of your attempts in advance. However, just know that based on what your competition is lifting, nine times out of 10, those attempts are probably going to change. But you have to be paying attention um, to what your competition is not lifting now, um, but also what they are lifting for their next attempt and then what their projected total is going to be. So the scoreboard calculates based on like the trend that they've seen with that particular lifter will calculate what the projected total is going to be. So you want to keep an eye on that and see where you're falling compared to their projected total. Another really good strategy that way you can keep an eye on your competition is like if you're neck and neck with one particular lifter and you know that he's going to be or she is going to be your only true competition within that weight class, you always want to be at least two and a half kilos above them. That way you go after them in the flight. And that, here's why it's important. If you are going after them in the flight, you can already see what they have put down for their next attempt. If they are going after you in the flight, you have to give your attempt before they even lift because you only have 60 seconds after you complete your, your lift in order to give the, the scorekeepers your next attempt. So if you are two and a half kilos above your true competition at all times, you're going to be able to better strategize and better plan for what you're going to need to do on your third attempts. And this is why a handler is going to be so important at your meets, because especially if you're trying, if your goal is to win your weight class, there is so much that you need to be thinking about and paying attention to and making sure that you're watching the scoreboard and keep an eye on your competition, all these things. You don't have a lot of time to figure out all of those numbers, again, because you only have 60 seconds to give your next attempt to uh, the scorekeeper. So I highly recommend getting yourself, if not your coach, a handler for the meet. That way they can keep track of all of that for you. Give the scorekeepers your numbers for you. Do all the math. Make sure that you are placing exactly where you need to be in order to achieve that goal. The second most popular goal amongst intermediate powerlifters is to eventually achieve a national qualifying total. Now, surface level, this sounds like it would be a little bit more challenging than winning your weight class at a local meet. However, um, it's actually a little bit more straightforward, right? So if you have a total that you know you need to hit and that is your goal for the meet, you do not need to worry about what everyone else at the meet is lifting. You just need to hit the numbers that you need to hit in order to get the total and that's that. So there's a lot less strategy when it comes to actually executing at the meet. However, the strategy is going to come in during your prep. And it's really important to take a look at not just the national qualifying totals for the weight class that you're in, but also depending on where you're sitting in the weight class, look at the one above or the one below, whatever you're closest to. Because sometimes just because it's a weight class higher does not mean that the national qualifying total is higher. Sometimes it's lower. The reverse is also true. When you look at the weight class below you, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be lower. Variable might be higher. So you want to take a look at that and see, are you going to be able to achieve that national qualifying total easier if you adjust your weight class? Now, for a newer lifter, again, I, I think I mentioned this before, you don't want to adjust your weight or try and drop weight, gain weight, whatever. You just want to go in at the weight that you've already gained the experience. However, after you've been training for a while and have a couple meets under your belt, then you can start playing around with, you know, either going up in weight class or going down in weight class. When you're going into the meet with the goal of getting a national qualifying total, yes, you know exactly what your numbers need to be for that third attempt. However, Depending on how big of a stretch it is for you, I would definitely have a couple different options as far as your attempts go. 
your first attempts are going to be are going to be consistent. And then depending on how the first attempts feel, you may need to adjust that second or third just in case. Now, if the national qualifying total is something that you can easily hit and you've your your actual total is more than that or you, whatever the case may be, you can get those numbers on your second attempts. Just go ahead and do it. Like there's no need to waste the extra energy, especially like as you're progressing through your list. If you can get the number that you know you need to hit um, for your squat on your second attempt, just do that and then scratch your third. Um, your goal is not to go nine for nine. You'll still get your um, actual attempt because you got a complete completed lift. So you're not really risking anything. You're actually saving energy for your bench and your deadlift. Same thing for your bench. If you know you only you could hit it on the second attempt, just do the second attempt. And then come the deadlift, if you're hitting it on the deadlift, but you want to you know try and PR on the final, then go ahead and do that. But again, you don't always have to go nine for nine if that's not part of your, if it doesn't have to be part of your game plan. So if you're just going for a total and you can achieve all that through your second attempts, you go ahead and do it. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing in the rule book saying that you can't do that. So now that we are past the beginner stage, we've gotten the experience, we've learned the lessons. We then have carried those lessons over into our intermediate stage. We've won a couple meets, we've won our weight class, we may have gotten best lifter. We've achieved the national qualifying total. Now it's time to level up again. And now we are going to nationals and competing with the elite level lifters. I want you to keep in mind that your first national meet is going to put you back in the beginner category, okay? So if you think about a national qualifying total, you've achieved that. That is the minimum number to get you there, the absolute minimum. So putting that into perspective, that means you are going to be lifting against people who are lifting significantly more than that. Okay, You are now going to be, be a beginner again. National meets are completely different from the state meets and the, the local meets that you, you're used to competing in. You have hundreds of competitors uh, and lifting across multiple days with multiple platforms, um, multiple categories. It, it's a whole nother world. And so you need to take that into consideration that you now are experiencing a lifting environment that is completely brand new to you and that you don't have any experience in. And because these events only happen once a year, the odds of you being able to like actually go and spectate are, are pretty minimal unless you've, you've gone in years past. However, once you qualify, you really don't have the opportunity to go and watch a national qualifying meet in person. Of course, you can go back and, you know, watch the, um, the live streams and all of that. However, you can't get that hands-on experience like you could when you first started competing. With all that being said, then your goal for your first national level meet is going to be to gain the experience, just like it was when you competed the very first time. Now, obviously, those two are going to look a little bit different, right? You have a, a better understanding of what to expect. However, like I said before, the national meets are much different than the local and state meets. They're designed very differently. So you're going to have to learn all of that and navigate yourself through that. Now, at that level, you absolutely have a, a coach working with you and a handler, and you have all these people there to support you, which you probably didn't on your first meet. But after you complete your first national and you start to prep again for the upcoming year, you know, then you're going to move into that intermediate level and so on and so forth. So the cycle just kind of starts all over again once you start to like really level up and start lifting with some of the big boys. 
I hope you found today's episode helpful. If you did, please subscribe and share with your fellow lifters. And as a thank you for listening, I am going to offer you a free copy of my performance nutrition guide for strength athletes. You can click the link in the show notes here to download your copy today.